This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Yes, indeed, you do. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a ton to get to. John Carrab is in the news. We'll talk to him. Not to him. We'll talk about him. He would go on his show, Carrie. You know what I'm saying? No, he would not. Hugs. I don't know what you're talking about. Especially if you Solar make fun power. of him like that. Yeah. Don't make fun of him. sound just like the guy. So we've got, we've got that for you. We've got uh, schools trying to force kids to wear masks or else don't bother to come back. I suggest to the parents that they don't come back. And is it okay to call somebody who you're running against in a campaign an ethnic slur? <laughs> I mean, it is an ethnic slur, I'm isn't it? I'm say no. Yeah, so, certainly sounds like it to me. I mean, you call somebody who is Mexican in ethnicity free holies, I think you're probably using an ethnic slur. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard a lot of, of people who are Americans of Mexican descent where we live say the word beaner. But I understand that's also a cut down, right? Yes. Frijoles, it just means beans. It does, yeah. In Spanish. So I don't can you just say that and there'd be no ramifications? I don't think so. Like if I'm running for office, somebody called me meatball or spaghetti face, I might have a problem with that. You call me that all the time. That's different. Well, and you call me Casper. So what does that say about you? Well, you white. Okay, can I say this? Did you, you see white. the picture of Elon Musk yesterday? Oh, I know that that poor man. He needs. I'm not poor man, but he he needs a tan. He needs a little sun. Now that's Casper. <laughs> like, Carrie, you're you're extremely ethnic compared to to Casper Musk. Yeah, My was, God, what the hell happened there? Pale. I very mean, pale. You're you're positively bipoc compared to that. I don't know what the hell's going on. So yeah, that, that was interesting to me. So we're gonna get into all that and then some on a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yes, it is. Yeah. What? What's the matter? I don't think you should play this because I think it's kind of racist. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah. I've got my tacos, my radio. Taco. A little salsa, I'm ready to go. Taco. No enchilada, no cheesy nacho. Taco. Taco Tuesday, the Joe Pack Show. Come on. Got to get Paul to record the word frijoles now. You add that to the show, no? <laughs> no. Now me and Polo, we like the hot sauce. Joe like chorizo, cause he's the boss. Come on. Here we oh, go. So I was expecting the other one. Just well, we can always stop it and play the no, other one. No, 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 no. We get started all over. No. Nah, it's Taco Tuesday. Like it's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. Uh-huh. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. Three holidays. I'm eating tacos what? I'm allowed to say that. I'm not calling anybody that. Taco Tuesday. Polo, if you would. 
Falco. Can you give us a free holies or no? No. Come on, come on, man. Let me record free holies. No. Rude. Yeah, I, w- I would say spaghetti for you. I'll say manicotti for you or something. Actually, in Italian, we don't end the words if you're speaking Italian. Like manicotti is manicot. That's it. Manicot. That's it. Manicot. The whole word is manicotti, but you got to say manicot. What's well, spaghetti? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Now, um, uh, Capricola, gabagoo. Capricola's gabagoo? It is. I'm not even kidding. Huh. Don't understand that one, but Okay. Yeah, let me gabagoo. get a sub, let me get a uh, ham, and let me get salami, let me get some gabagoo. With your hand. I'm telling you, that's not, that's, yeah, that's the gotta, gabagoo. You, I want some gabagoo. You got to do that as well. Exactly wine. right. Yeah, yeah. But we do, we cut That'd things off. And, 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 and please, people, stop saying mozzarella cheese. Can you just stop saying it? Mozzarella, right? It's mozzarella. Excuse me, mozzarella. Why can't Mozz- we say what? mozzarella? You get on to me all the time about Hispanic names and how I say it. I'm literally Italian. That doesn't I'm sorry, matter. You had, you had a comeback? What are you going to say? <laughs> what, what do you got? I have no comeback. For you know what I mean? All right, never mind. <laughs> That's all I'm <laughs> Glad you brought that up. You want to continue this conversation? No, thank you. Let's My grandfather go. literally came from Italy and he pronounced these things this way. Wow, yes. you are such a racist. My I, God. I, I don't understand how I keep you I'm around. Not. Racist! I'm not. It's a mozzarella. I even rolled the R on okay. that one. I gotcha. Mozzarella. Very good. Now, if you're ever over at the house again, which probably will never happen, <laughs> please don't say, "Can you pass the Can you pass the mozzarella?" I will not. Say, can I get a little capricola for my sandwich? It's gabagoo. You got to say gabagoo. Gabagoo. You do. All right. Eight 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 nine four one pags. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. JoePags.com. Do we want to get this one out of the way? We've already brought up Casper. Let's talk about Elon Musk and Twitter because a lot of people. Let me set the scene if I can, and then let's get the news story and see what they say. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk decided that he would buy a portion of Twitter, and he did. And then he was going to take a seat on the board of directors, which he didn't. I think he bought nine point something percent of the company, right? And then he was going to be on the on the, the board of directors, accepted the seat of the board of directors, then he turned it down. It turns out I think you're capped at 14.5% ownership if you're on the board. And he said, screw that, and then made an offer to buy the whole damn thing. Now, I think his offer might have been a troll, Kerry. Because, again, it's 54-20. And 420 and 69 are hilarious to Elon Musk for some reason. Um, they just are. Gotcha. Okay. He's trolling. So he goes 54-20, which is way more than it was worth, right? hmm But there was a contingency, allegedly, he says, so I haven't seen the deal, that there had to be a certain amount of robots or non-real accounts on, on the site. Now, those who are running the site said it was about 5%. He said, cool, here's 54-20 per share. And I'll buy the whole damn thing for 40-something billion dollars, provided the numbers you're giving me are real. Now, he says the numbers are way higher, and Twitter isn't playing ball and not telling him what the real number is for bots. Um, Twitter says, well, wait a second. In the deal, if you back out, there's a billion-dollar payoff you have to give us, and they want that money. Now, they're going to go to court. And this is where you take it over. Do me a favor. Give us the story. Then I'll tell you why I think he's doing this. Go ahead. From Fox Business, Twitter and Elon Musk's legal battle over the Tesla chief executive's decision to terminate his $44 billion acquisition of the social media giant will take place in October, according to a judge's ruling on Tuesday. Twitter sued Musk on July 12th, accusing the billionaire of refusing to honor his obligations to Twitter and its stockholders because the deal he signed no longer serves his personal interest. 
having mounted a public spectacle to put Twitter in play and having proposed and then signed a seller-friendly merger agreement. Musk apparently believes that he, unlike every other party subject to Delaware contract law, is free to change his mind, trash the company, disrupt its operations, destroy stockholder value, and walk away, the lawsuit states. The company requested the trial be expedited to September because the merger agreement has a drop-dead date of October 24th. In a motion on Friday, Musk urged the court to reject Twitter's unjustifiable request and push the trial date to February the 13th, 2023, or later to give more time for an investigation to determine Twitter's percentage of spam and fake accounts. Musk has disputed the company's internal estimates that spam and fake accounts make up less than 5% of its users. The trial will take place over the course of five days, longer than the four days Twitter had requested, but shorter than the two weeks Musk had requested. It's all very interesting because we had Jason Miller on from Getter the other day, G-E-T-T-R. If you're on Getter, my name there is Joe Talk Show. It's verified. You'll know it's me. But he said that on Getter, it's 6 or 7% fake accounts. So how is it possible that that a website or an app that's been around for so much longer and has so many more people on it or so many more accounts on it, Twitter is claiming it's only 5%. How do they even back that number up? Now, Musk is saying, or some who are on his side, are saying that it's more like 50%. I think Donald Trump Jr. the other day said it's more like 50%. Can you imagine if it's 50% and they're setting the news cycle in this country, they're setting policy in this country, and a lot of those are bots? So what's going to happen is they're going to end up going to court. And what do you get from the other side when you go to court? Carry any ideas? Uh, what, what is that? There's a legal term starts with a D that you get from the other side when you go to the court. Um. From the other side. The, uh, right. Because Musk is defense, suing because but... of, of the algorithm. He's suing because of, uh, he's suing because of um, the, the number of bots they claim. You know, they're, they're, well, he's not suing. He's answering the suit. Twitter is suing because they said he owes this and he owes that. What you get from the other side in a case like this is called discovery. Mm. Discovery is where now Elon Musk is going to see what the algorithms are. Now he's going to see how many bots there really are. Now he's going to see their proof that it's 5%. And I'm here to tell you, I would find it very hard to believe that it's only 5%. I think the guy is an ingenious madman because forcing their hand to sue him for the billion that he says he doesn't owe them is going to make them uncover everything, the inner workings of Twitter. And I think at the end of this, now here's a bold prediction, Carrie. Okay. At the end of this, I think he still ends up owning it, but he's mm-hmm. going to buy it at a much lower price. Fifty-four twenty is stupid. Billion. That's yeah. way too much. It's way too much. If if you've got twenty percent bots or ten percent bots, you got to take ten percent right off the top of what he offered. And you're talking about getting rid of four billion dollars. I mean, that's a big savings. Some would say. I guess if you have two hundred fifty billion, maybe it's not as big a deal. But four billion dollars is a lot of money to me. I I'd be almost broke about to give up four billion. Yeah, almost right. Yeah. Very close. Mm-hmm. Couldn't buy as much Galago. I'd be okay. I'd be all right. You know, <laughs> you'd, you'd be just fine. Four billion. So, uh, thoughts on that? Because a lot of people have been watching this. Even if you're not on Twitter, you're still watching this because the world's richest man is either bullying Twitter or he's trying to make Twitter, force Twitter to be fair. Force Twitter to really be this digital town hall. Force Twitter to be what they said they were going to be. Come here and we'll let people who follow you see what it is that you post. There isn't a day that goes by where, where people don't send me a, a note on Twitter saying, yeah, you're being squelched, man. Nobody's seeing your crap. And, and, and it's true. And there's nothing I can do about it. Maybe, just maybe. Because I don't hate Twitter. 
I just want Twitter to be a positive thing for those who want to follow me or for those that I want to follow. If I follow you, you damn skippy, I want to see what you post. And if I don't see what you post, I want to know why. Who's the idiot with the blue hair and 18 you know, earrings in his or her face who's not really sure what gender they are, um, who's deciding that my stuff can't be seen by those who chose to follow me? I find that whole thing to be crazy. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about this when we come back. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. So, is this the work of an evil genius or a, just a genius? I don't know if he's evil. Uh, is this the work of a benevolent genius who is trying to open the eyes and, and ears of those of us who are on a social media site that's been around for a long time in Twitter? Is he trying to force Twitter's hand to make them show us how many fake accounts there are? Because, again, I mean, I'll explain this again. I explained this the other day. And I think it's pretty, self, it's pretty straightforward. If you're on the correct side of the aisle politically, if you're saying the things like ivermectin is a horse paste, or if you're saying things like Donald Trump is bad and caused January 6th, there are tens of thousands, if not millions of robots that will see the keywords and will automatically retweet and like the post. There are some people who say some of the the most inane things that just don't make any sense. They're not clever. They're not interesting. They're not funny. They're not trending who will post something and get 10,000 retweets and 5,000 likes, and then the algorithm picks it up saying, wow, this is a popular tweet. We better push this thing out as well. This is how the left has such a stronghold on the, on the site. You've got bots that are automatically kicking into gear and pushing a narrative that the Twitter insiders want to be pushed. It's like when the whole Hunter Biden thing broke from the New York Post. Twitter knee-jerk reacted. They, they amplified any any account that would have said it's a fake story, Hunter Biden didn't do anything, this is Russian propaganda, that was all hyper uh, and, and intensely pushed out. Anybody who was trying to push the actual link to the New York Post story was not allowed to. You couldn't even send it in a direct message, and the New York Post account was suspended. Now, later, in front of Congress, Jack Dorsey lied, and he said, yeah, that was a mistake. You know, we, we, we didn't really, we didn't think that through. That's a lie. They did it on purpose because it was right before the election in 2020. They needed to ensure that Donald Trump wouldn't win again. That's how they did it. That's the power they have. They have the power through bots. Because if people go on there, and it's not a huge percentage of, of the population, but those, I think it's like 22%, they go on there. And they see this as a trend. They don't see the Hunter Biden story or they see that Russia tried to somehow adversely affect our election. They're going to believe it because still in our hearts of hearts or heart of hearts, we see information online. We watch information on television. We get information from the radio, including this show, and we automatically believe it. Or if I, I've always been consistent, I've said anything I say, go and check it. Be skeptical, check what I'm saying, make sure that what I'm saying is true. And if it's not, call the show, call me out. To the point that, Kerry, most of the day, the information you had, just on the AOC story, was that they had been arrested 
and there was nothing in there about them faking being handcuffed. Correct. I mean, and you've got a lot of resources. And if you've got four, five, six different resources that are saying the same thing without mentioning the most important part of that story today with AOC, Elon Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, and others, the most important part of that story is that they were faking like they were in handcuffs. They were faking like they were being carted away. They weren't taken down to the station. It's a $50 fine for whatever the hell it was that they were doing. They were not arrested in the true sense of the word. But many people will never check that. Oh, well, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CNN, MSNBC all said that they were arrested, and none of them are showing anything other than them walking with their hands behind their backs. If you show the video long enough, it's only like 9, 10, 20 seconds, you'll see AOC puts her hand over her head in a fist. So does, so does Elon Omar. So does... Rashida Tlaib. They can't do that if they're wearing handcuffs. But that's what I'm talking about. You've got a system where a guy offered up billions of dollars to buy a website and an app. But only if they were telling the truth about the number of users. They weren't. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say my opinion is they were not telling the truth. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. David, Mississippi, what's going on? Hey, Joe, there's something about this, this Twitter must thing that's been bugging me. Okay, everybody knows now that Twitter's been using untold numbers of bots to overinflate the value of that company. Yes. Well, it seems to me that that would be the same thing as cooking the books. And there was a company several years ago called Enron where people went to jail for that. Now, since they're a publicly traded company, my question is, why hasn't the SEC gotten involved and looked into that? I think it's a very good question, David. I'm going to answer and listen on the radio. If I recall, the Enron situation was they were charging people for electricity they didn't get. They were doing rolling blackouts or brownouts that weren't necessary. They were dealing in, in a commodity in electricity, and they were jockeying with the prices. There was massive fraud going on, and people were harmed. Now, who is harmed by Twitter lying about the number of users? My argument would be, not Elon Musk, because he hasn't given them a dime yet. Well, he did. He bought some of the shares. But he has not purchased Twitter as of yet. The people that are harmed aren't even the users. I would suggest the people that are harmed are those who are buying ads on Twitter. Twitter is lying, or potentially lying. According to Elon Musk, they're lying about the number of bots or fake accounts. So who's being defrauded? Those who are buying ads on Twitter. I can go through my Twitter feed right now, and if I go through 10 postings, one or two will be an ad, and it'll say promoted. That means it's an ad. How much are they charging? Based on what? And if they say it's going to reach 10,000 people, is that 2,000 people and 8,000 bots? Is it 8,000 bots, 1,000 fake accounts, and 1,000 real people? You know, what, what, are we, what are we talking about here? So I think the, the people that are harmed, those who are advertising, are the ones that would have to bring that litigation. Does the SEC swoop in? Well, if they decide that Twitter is manipulating its price in the stock market by faking how many accounts there are, perhaps, perhaps, but the price of Twitter has plummeted since Elon Musk jumped in and started asking questions, so I'm not even sure that there'd be something there. Now, I'm not an expert on the SEC and and, uh, defrauding those who would buy and sell your stock, but I will say on a very basic level. If we sell ads on my radio show and we say we've got this many listeners and this much this and this much virality and this many people on Twitter and whatever else, 
and it turns out we're lying about that, the advertisers have every right to come back at me and say, hey, you got to pay back some money. By the way, we've never, we've never done that, but you got to pay, pay back some money. If you don't pay back the money, maybe then they say these are illegal business practices. But when it's on the stock market, Joe Pax Media is not. When it's on the stock market, that does jump into SEC territory. And um, now you're, you're trying to figure, okay, are they artificially inflating the value? And is it now correcting because of Elon Musk? Is there some investigating the SEC should do? Possibly. I think those are good questions. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Much more to come. Keep it here. This is The Joe Pags Show. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. It is the Joe Pag Show for your Tuesday. Lots happening this week. Make sure that you stick to the program all week. And again, if you like those uh, come on videos that we were doing over on, uh, or I was doing, over on uh, TikTok, they're on Instagram now. I am putting them on the other social sites as well, but they'll emanate from Instagram, at Joe Talk Show, at Joe Talk Show. A lot of people are going from TikTok to Instagram to go check those out. Thank you for doing that. A lot of people asking if I'm on Getter and if I'm on Truth. Yes, on Truth, it's Joe, Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. On Getter, it's Joe Talk Show. So my name's always going to be Joe Pags or Joe Talk Show, whatever the social media site happens to be. If it's verified, it's me. All right, and tomorrow, by the way, Charlie Kirk will be on. Uh, we, Charlie Kirk is great. We'll have Charlie Kirk on tomorrow. We'll make sure that uh, uh, you make sure that you make plans to come and check that out because he's always got something great to say. Great relationship with President Trump, and I want to know what his thoughts are on the splintering of the Republican Party as well. As well, you hear about Mike Pence might be running, Nikki Haley might be running. Nikki Haley the other day, uh, Carrie actually referred to the president, the incoming president, as as a she or a her. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean that that's pretty oh, telling, okay. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I would say yes. Kind of telling. Um, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. The story of many people say Mayra. Some some people say Myra. I say Meta. It's M-A-Y-R-A. Um, Flores is a young mother married to a Border Patrol agent, came here when she was six years old from Mexico legally. She's the first female member of Congress who was born in Mexico. Um, that's all a very big deal. And she happens to be a conservative Republican that loves the country. She's been under attack. She was called a far right-wing Latina by, I think, the New York Times. Um, She's been, um, for some reason, people in the Republican Party have been saying that she voted yes on amnesty. That's not true. She didn't vote yes on amnesty. And now, I guess, the competitor, and Carrie, this is not the same guy that she just beat, right, for the special election, or is it the same guy? I don't believe so. I don't think it is. I don't think it's the same guy. But now, after being called a far right-wing Latina, and uh, uh, this guy's calling her like a food, like a Mexican food. Yeah. Fill us in on the story, if you don't mind. From NBC, a Texas blogger paid by Democratic Representative Cynthia Gonzalez's campaign is attacking Republican opponent Representative Mayra Flores as Miss Frijoles and a cotton-picking liar, prompting a wave of denunciations by fellow Democrats. The language first surfaced three days after Gonzalez's campaign wrote a $1,200 check to the Mikhail Report blog June 24th, 
for advertising services, according to the Democrats' Federal Election Commission finance report. But the blog, which is called Flores Miss Frijoles 21 times since then, has not published any Gonzalez ads. Flores, in a Twitter post Monday, accused the Gonzalez campaign of paying a local blogger to run hateful and racist ads against me, a charge the Gonzalez campaign and blogger Jerry McHale deny. And they both told NBC News the timing of the attacks were coincidental, that the congressman did not pay for any of the inflammatory posts, know about them, or have any control over them. Of course, the congressman is against referring to Representative Flores as Miss Frijoles or a cotton-picking liar. Gonzalez's campaign manager, Colin Steele, wrote in a text message echoing the state Democratic Party chair and other Texas Democrats who denounced the language as well. But McHale would not back down. I am a liberal Democrat, and it's a war against the Republican. I'm going to be merciless with her, he told NBC News. And the controversy, which illustrates the blurred lines between paying political bloggers for advertising and advocacy, is the latest flashpoint in the wild and rugged politics of Texas' 34th Congressional District, a majority Hispanic seat that runs along the state's southeast border with Mexico and has become a national proving ground for GOP outreach to Hispanic voters. Flores is the first congresswoman born in Mexico. Two years before her victory, then-President Donald Trump improved his margins in the district, along with mostly majority Hispanic districts and counties nationwide when compared to his 2016 numbers. So I just, I mean, I don't understand it, to be honest with you. Now, a couple of things are important to note here. Number one, the district as it is now, District 34, uh, it had a special election because the guy who was the representative just quit. And she wins the district, right? Yes. She is now the representative. She's a U.S. representative sworn in in Washington, and she represents that district. Here's the rub. It's the, because of redistricting, it is a different district now. It's still going to be called 34, but it is a different um, population of people that are in there. The district that she won, I believe, went for Biden plus four in, um, in 2020. The newly formed district, I think, and I've heard different numbers, is either plus 14 or plus 18 for Biden. So it is much more Democrat now. But she's a rock star. Can, can we say that politically? She's a rock star, right? Yes, I would say so. She is somebody who came in and she is firm in what she believes. She wants legal immigration only. She's against illegal immigration. Come here illegally. She wants to send you back. Her husband, again, is a Border Patrol agent. She's a young mother of at least two uh, maybe more, because uh, when I interviewed her, here's the inter- interesting part. We were going to do it. She was going to be in the car um, on Skype, and I see like two kids in the back seat. I'm like, you probably want to go home or something, because they're going to keep on popping their heads up. Um, and it was very cute. Uh, she might have more than two kids, because there were a bunch of people that were there when she got sworn in. Either way, she is like almost anybody um, in this country. Young mother, raising a family, believes in conservative values, Christian. Uh, again, husband is law enforcement, who is being treated like garbage because he's law enforcement. And now you've got a blogger calling her Miss Free Holies? And he's been saying it, I guess, for a long time. And the guy that she's running against, what's his name again, Carrie? It's in the beginning of the uh, Vicente, story. Vicente Gonzalez. So v- Vicente Gonzalez is running against her and decides to give this guy a, a fat check, a guy that he must know is calling her Miss Free Holies. I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I understand. And again, that, that means beans in Spanish. Um, now here, if I order Free Holies, they'll... I'll ask for them to be refried. You can get them, you can just get the regular beans or the, or the refried beans. It's good food, but I don't want you to be referred to as an ethnic food. And I think that that, without a doubt, is ethnocentric. And it doesn't matter to me that the guy who's running against her, his name is Gonzalez. Um, that doesn't let him off the hook. Now, he didn't say it, but the blogger that he paid did say it. 
And I'm a little bit confused by why anybody thought this was okay. And the blogger, instead of saying, hey, man, I'm just having some fun with a, with a fun food name. No, he decides to, to, to double down. Hey, I am completely against, completely against, Demo- or against Republicans. I'm a Democrat. I'm going to call her beans all I want. And, and to me, that's just, that's not okay. It's not. No, again, no, I, I don't know her personally in that I've met her. I've had her on the show. We, we've texted back and, back and forth on policy stuff. And did you really vote for amnesty? And she gave me her answer on that. And, and she's right. She didn't. Um, but I also know that this is a real human being that has been thrust into this. It was her choice, but she was thrust into this. And I think goes in with, uh, you know, wide eyes and bushy tail and is being like, first of all, the Republican establishment is like, you've got to vote this way. And then the other side establishment is going, you're, you're a turncoat on your own people. Now some idiot bloggers calling her free holies. Somebody else said, you know, the New York Times attacks her far right-wing Latina. This is a young woman, she appears to be in her 30s to me, who is out here just trying to do something right for her district and running on values that she has. And I don't know where somebody wrote the rule that you can say anything you want. Now, having said that, I know back in the day, it used to be much worse than this. And I don't want the guy to be arrested or anything or thrown off of his blog because he said it. It was out of line. Of course, it's ethnocentric, but she's going to be okay. She's a tough lady. But 150 years ago, they used to run and say, well, listen, don't vote for, for Joe Paggs. He's got the syphilis. You know, they would just lie. They would just say stuff like that, and they can get away with it. So, again, this guy can get away with it, but the guy, Gonzalez, needs to, needs to answer to himself, to his own conscience, when he says, am I okay with somebody making an ethnic food reference to the woman that I would like to beat? Because I would like to see this, I would like to see policy arguments between Flores and Gonzalez. I would like to see why he's better than her, why she's better than him. I would like to see how they're going to benefit the district, which is a vastly important, this is a such a, a vital district in this race because it's right on the border. And the border is a major issue right now. And because of how the border is being handled by this administration, that's why somebody like Mata Flores can come to the fore. So... Let's keep it above board, man. If you think you can beat her, tell us why. I know she's going to tell us why she's better than you. And if she's not going to say because you're a tortilla. Be kind of funny, though, Carrie, somebody called him a tortilla. Mm, okay. Not no, really, you say no. But it would not be funny. Mm-mm. Chimichurra? Uh, no. Is that something? No. A chimichurra? No. Chimichanga? No. No? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Carne guisada, like I said it the first time I said it to Polo, and he yeah, gave me a hard time about no. it. Carne guisada, no. Can't, can't call him that either? Mm-mm. Nope, sir. Yeah, well, you're a hard hard shell taco. <laughs> you can't do that. No. <laughs> hard shell taco, no. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, are we just calling each other food now? This is so stupid. Yeah. But I don't understand. And she seems to be unwavering about it. But when I saw this for the first time today on Twitter, I tweeted to her. I said, "You're kidding, right? Nobody really called you that." And then she she shared the story. Oh, you got you've got to be kidding me! How how romper room are we? How schoolyard are we? How dumb is this? I got her. I mean, what is the? Let me ask you this: How important must this vlogger be to get a thousand dollars, whatever it was, from from this campaign? Twelve hundred, yeah. Twelve hundred yeah. bucks from the campaign, mm-hmm. and they didn't bother to read his crap first before they gave him some money. Yeah, probably have been good to do so beforehand. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I want to hear from you. Here's a simple question. 
is it okay to use an ethnic slur and calling somebody who's Mexican a beaner or frijoles is certainly an ethnic slur, the same way it would be an ethnic slur to call me macaroni face or, or meatball, although Carrie calls me that all the time. No, I don't. I have a lot of names for you. Um, not I haven't heard a lot of them. Me <laughs> <laughs> I can't say them on the air. I'm afraid to know what they are. <laughs> um, is it okay to, to call somebody an ethnic slur? I mean, I don't mean to, should you go to jail. Of course not. I mean, it should, shouldn't be persecuted, prosecuted, thrown in jail, his free speech rights taken away. No. But we're talking about right versus wrong. And, and you know, if you want your guy to beat her, tell us why he's better than her. Don't call her a food name. How stupid is that? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. She's cracking me up during the break. I will not relay what she said, but <laughs> just put it out there. It's kind of rude. Rude. I'm just being honest with you. Did you really tell me to put in the work? Did you, did you say what you said? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Wow, just, you're making me work just, today. What is I'm, the deal I'm just saying, with you? You know, just saying. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Okay to use an ethnic slur, a food slur about somebody's ethnicity when running against that person for election. We'll have your calls in a second. And if we have time, we'll give you John Garrett and his uh, hypocrisy. Meantime, got to tell you about the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. It uses proven oxy technology, quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. People all over the nation are raving over how well these things work. They really freshen their homes. Musty, mildewy smells just vanish after a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. It smells like a thunderstorm just rolled through, leaves a fresh and clean scent. You're going to love it. Over 265,000 have been sold. You know it works. Any odor is going to disappear. When you use a thunderstorm, odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, a whole lot more too. No match. And best of all, no filters to buy, saving you money that way too. Right now, save $200 on Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. You're going to get three units for under $200. That's a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers that can go for over $600. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, your kitchen, anywhere you need clean, fresh air. And again, no floor space is taken up. It plugs right into the wall. Get a special offer, three units under $200, by going to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code is PAGS3, P-A-G-S, then the number 3. Save $200. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3. Shipping is absolutely free. And we, go to the phone. we had a couple of people who wanted to comment on the ethnic food and all that row, all those references. But I want to hear about John Kerry. John Kerry, because this guy, does he have an actual title? Is he the climate czar or some crap? Um, you know what? I think it he may is, say it in the story. What, yeah. yeah, what do you have? Uh, and this is from the Joe Pag Show website. Nailed uh, it. Hello, climate czar John Kerry, who lectures millions of Americans about the dangers of global warming while jetting around the planet, faced a growing backlash Tuesday after new data shows his private plane emitted 300 plus tons of carbon since 2021. His family jet made a total of 48 trips since the inauguration of Joe Biden, emitting 325 metric tons of carbon pollution. The problem with so, folks like John Kerry. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. Three hundred—that just sounds like a ton, sounds like an unbelievable amount of a carbon ton, footprint, right? Yeah. 
Well, 300 tons. I know, 325 metric tons. Uh, the problem with folks like John Kerry and the climate hypocrites who run the Green Movement is that they want to use the coercive power of government. Executive Director of Power of the Future, Daniel Turner, told Fox News in an interview they want to use it internationally with groups like the UN, etc. They want to use the power of government to deny the rest of us the ability to use those fossil fuels they take for granted. So here's something kind of interesting. He was called out on his hypocrisy. Remember what his answer was? Some of us have jobs that cause us to travel much, and sometimes it's uh, worth the counterbalancing. It's uh, the benefit of much. So it's okay for him and his job, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. The benefit far outweighs the decline, and and, and here he was, no mask, because eventually he was guilted into flying commercial, which he wasn't having. Um, He's a very, very rich guy. His wife, very, very rich. Mm. Yes, he had to... He had to fly with the common folk, and there he is, no mask on, reading a newspaper, gets anywhere he's getting. Um, I'll never forget his answer, which was so disconnected and showed the fact that he thinks he's a monarch. When somebody said, what about those 11,000 jobs that were just lost when you canceled the Keystone XL pipeline? And his answer was, they should build solar panels as if there was a solar panel (laughs) job waiting for them, you know? Stunning. Stunning. What do you what do you think of the? I've got maybe a minute and a half. What, what do you think of the of the royals, like Prince Harry and you know what? Meghan I Markle just, and all that? You know, I don't find it very interesting. I really don't. This doofus. I mean, did I watch the weddings? Yes, uh, and then I talked it, like I was in Britain and I had a British accent for that day. Yes, but that's <laughs> about as far as it went. So uh, the only British wedding I've ever seen is uh, is. Prince Charles and Diana. That's it in 1983. That's the only one that I've ever seen. But Prince Harry, who I thought gave up his all of his monarchy stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, was speaking at the UN or some crap yesterday or the day before and decided to say that Americans, it's time for Americans to leave parts of the Constitution behind. Now, I don't want to be that guy, (laughs) but we made the Constitution because we kicked your great, 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 great grandfather's ass. And he didn't want us to have any freedoms and liberties. And by the way, dumbass, as you're standing there criticizing our constitutional rights, you're using one to say that you don't think we should have constitutional rights. Now, he can say that, but I found it to be so historically stupid that he doesn't realize that without that constitution, without our kicking his great, 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 great grandfather's ass in the war, you know, we'd all be speaking British and we'd all be subjects of, of his family. Isn't that weird? I think that's weird. Yeah, it's a little hypocritical, isn't it? Actually, Just a bit. Yeah. Let's do some pop culture. Dirty pop. We, we want to show where Carrie does the accent. Polo, what's going on? Okay, so we can agree that Floyd Mayweather has a lot of money. Yes, we okay. agree. They, his, his name is money, his nickname, yes. <laughs> right. So... I guess recently he purchased a 2022 Rolls Royce. Okay. Which has, like, mink inside it. Wow. Okay. But then on top of that, he just bought an $18,000 car seat for his grandson covered in mink. Come on, dude. Yeah. So he has much less money than he had before he made these purchases. Eh, Maybe just a little bit. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Kerry, I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Go to JoePags.com, sign up for all the social media. See ya. This is the Joe Pags Show.